All right, babe, let's take a moment to correct our posture, take a deep breath, and have some pure spectrum CBD. Sure. Hey, sisters, CBD can help with acne, inflammation, anxiety, sleep, and so many other PCOS symptoms. I personally take it throughout the day to help keep my stress hormones nice and low. Not to mention, I sleep like a baby every night and I don't wake up fatigued at all. Now open your mouth, please, so I can give you a serving. Ah. Uh... Now hold it for 60 seconds. Head over to PureSpectrumCBD.com and use the code THESISTERHOOD, one word, for 10% off. Can I stop now? Nope, you got 30 more seconds. Did you hear about that sister who took Ovacetol and finally got her period after a year of not having one? Incredible. I see those kinds of messages on Instagram a lot. How does that even happen? Well, Ovacetol helps with healing insulin resistance, a common root issue that most PCOS sisters have. And by targeting insulin resistance, we're seeing sisters kick those crazy cravings, finally regulate their periods, ovulate, and improve their egg quality. Each packet of Ovacetol has a 40 to 1 ratio of myo-inositol and d chiroinositol This ratio is similar to the ratio that should be found in the body. But with women like me who have PCOS, this ratio is often imbalanced. So taking Ovacetol can be super effective in treating insulin resistance starting from the root of the issue. So awesome. It tastes like nothing, so just warn me when you put it in a cup so I don't drink it. You got it, boo. Check out the link in the description to get 15% off your order. Doctor said you got PCOS. Now go on, girl, just lose some weight. Till I took the symptoms into my own hands and reversed them naturally. So I became a dietitian to help my sisters feel the best they've ever felt. Take a step in my direction if you wanna sisters the other day we went whale watching yeah and i told you know before we went whale watching i was like see we're going whale watching i'm so excited alert the whales and suddenly he started doing this weird Ooh. into the toilet <laughs> into the toilet to alert the whales through Calling the water. all the whales. And you know what? It didn't work. It didn't work. <laughs> so we went whale watching the next day and it was it was pretty fun. I mean, like we saw a couple of like the back of whales. Yeah. And Talin said uh, a couple of people, including Talin, saw a whale breach, you know, getting jumping out of the yeah, water. Yeah, that was amazing. Of course, I didn't see this. <laughs> I was looking Honestly, at the right side. It was just it was so far. I yeah. mean, it was amazing to see, but I wish it was closer. And also like the the boat was going so fast oh yeah and like the wind in our face and you were the sun in our eyes and like yeah. sirak has a squinting problem I and know. like he's already just closed his eyes and given yeah. up at this point it was pretty <laughs> the, the craziest part is like on the way back the wind picked up the weather yeah. was a little bit more i don't know adventurous and then the way back, the guy is driving fast. The wind is hitting us in the opposite, like in the face. And we're flying. And like we're like, jumping up on the waves. Like it's like it's oh kind of rough. God. So we're like we're going in the air, hitting the ground, hitting the waves hard. Yeah. Tallinn can't keep it together. I was laughing, laughing. so hard. Also because Why our, was I laughing so hard? Because also our It um, was like a our roller coaster. Yeah, well yeah. our brother in law was completely covered in water because he was sitting in the Soaked. back and for some reason if you sat in the back you got all splashed. <laughs> 
So we kept looking I back at him. I turned around and he was literally drenched. Yeah. So then the driver said, go sit in the front. You won't get splashed as much. The but, captain, not but driver. The driver. <laughs> sorry. So then he sat in the front, but the front is where it bounces more. And we were sitting more towards the front. That's why I couldn't stop laughing because yeah. we were flying out of our seats. Yeah. So he's all the way in the front. Now the wind is slapping him and he's like, what poor guy. And like he's bouncing. He can't even sit on his chair. He's just like holding on for yeah. dear life. It was pretty. F- <laughs> I don't think I've ever laughed so hard for maybe the past year. Like, I mean, oh, really thanks. shook things up. Because I haven't given no. you any moments of, of happiness. Of course. But this was laughter. like 20 full minutes. I yeah, could not stop. I know, I and know. I wasn't even breathing. Like, I literally, my mouth was open because I was laughing so hard. And the air was just going through my mouth into my lungs. Like, <laughs> I didn't even have to, like, breathe. It was like an oxygen mask because we yeah, were going so fast. That's so funny. Well, if you really want to get a laugh and you guys go whale watching on like a cold day, on like a windy cold day the where wind the water's like choppy. Your, yeah, the wind was like your lung machine almost, like yeah. helping your <laughs> lungs work. But but yeah, that was an experience. Definitely like riding on that boat was more fun than watching the whales for yeah. me. Because we didn't even see that many whales. We saw like two or three and it wasn't that close. It was also... It was still cool though. It was very cool. Very it cool. It was amazing. You could it's, see how big they are under yeah. the water. But the crazy thing is like you have to look. Like we're going whale watching, but you have to look and find one. Find so you're it, yeah. in the middle of the ocean, looking in the 360 degrees Hoping around you, looking that you see a whale b- breaching. They should have had freaking... um. What are those drones? Yeah. How could they not have me and Kevin, our brother-in-law? I was telling you, I was like, how could they not have drones? I thought they did because they could just yeah. detect where the whales are. And then we could go directly there. But we spent know. a little bit of time looking for the whales. And there was another boat looking to to help, you know, at the same time. So anyways, it was yeah. really fun. Yeah, it was fun. I had such a good time. You guys. <laughs> I've never laughed so hard, truly. And just like Sirak, like squinting and like laughing at me back, you know, <laughs> just like I was thrown over the edge. You're gonna throw me over the edge too, you know? <laughs> All right, okay. So uh, today on the episode, we're gonna talk about why it can be so hard to lose weight with PCOS. So it's a great episode if you've maybe if you're stuck at a weight plateau, maybe you're not seeing the results that you're looking for. Um, whatever the reason may be, we're here to help you get through it, uh, break down that the wall, and get, get help you get through your, to your results. So. Um, Tony, why don't you start us off with this episode? Sure. Well, I do want to mention the the aspect of going to college. So before we get started, a lot of women listening perhaps um, go to college or have had this experience or are going to go to college or not necessarily college either, just traveling or being in a different environment, yeah. moving out of your parents' house, you know, being on your own. These are all factors that play into learning and discovering your PCOS journey. So to explain my own, like when I went to college, I was gaining weight so fast and so unexpectedly. And, you know, granted, I did get off birth control, which was probably like helping control the weight gain. But once I got off and all of those environmental factors started to play into my hormones, it was a disaster. And like, it's crazy how quickly you can gain weight despite all your efforts And it just goes to show how calories are completely like out of the equation, like have nothing to do with what's happening hormonally with PCOS, because there's no way I could have gained that much weight if you counted like all the calories I was eating. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So some factors that played into my experience were 
not being able to navigate the cafeteria and like, you know, there's like pizza here and like greasy food there. And And to have a cafeteria for every food from every different, uh, every sector of the world, you know, countless options. And this can apply to someone with a new job and you eat at the local cafeteria or whatever. It's like you have to learn how to navigate it. I had to like ask for grilled chicken and ask for them to make whatever without the sauce, you know, the sugary and buttery sauces like these are all factors oh yeah i remember i went to irvine to visit a friend who was going to college there and i remember we went to the cafeteria cafeteria to eat and i couldn't believe how many options there were like this corner here is for this this corner here is for that like 10 different like options for like all from different countries it uh-huh, was like it was uh-huh. crazy it was amazing it's amazing but you have to learn how to navigate exactly it. or else yeah. you'll just i'm so hungry oh i'm just gonna get a pizza yeah yeah you know mm-hmm. so granted i was not eating pizza i was literally eating salad <laughs> and i was still gaining <laughs> weight but navigating cafeterias is a major reason and then also stress management like when i went to college i had no sense of stress management i just had a lot of work to do and then a lot of like stimulation through social activities and things like that and mm-hmm. first of all like being on my own for the first time these all played into me not being able to manage my body and hormones and like i could, i wouldn't even like stop to let myself like read a magazine and just calm down like i was always go 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 maybe because of my hormones or whatever was wrong mm-hmm. but yeah Anyways, that wasn't helping with the weight gain either. And then also playing intense sports. Oh, yeah. And in college, yeah. even high school, too. Exactly. Like people, you know, it's not unusual. I mean, I'm not very athletic, but <laughs> you would know. Like People love You're doing athletic. sports. They get into colleges for sports, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's sometimes Plus, it's a major part of your life. Yeah. It's, it's, it's an also another... Like it's a major part of being um, social too. It's like yeah, yeah. being in a sporting group, being a being in some sort of a collaboration yeah. to play a sport. That's like a thing, social gathering yeah. thing. And then if you're being too intense, like and you, you said, have PCOS and you don't realize how to counter the stress of um, maybe running a lot in whatever yeah. sport you're doing, you know, maybe taking it easy like and you don't realize that maybe you should take it easy to see how that affects your insulin resistance your hormones your stress and stuff you know it's like so it's so weird to have pcos and be on the track team you know when you go to college Mm -hmm. and you're like what do i do do i quit oh yeah i don't know i don't know you you know there's so many different things decide decide on yourself how it's impacting there's a a lot of um, things that go into that decision but yeah it's, it's a lot of things to consider when you go to college like yeah. you said and lastly drinking alcohol like yeah. let's not forget part of college part of the reason alcohol people, everywhere yeah it's like alcohol everywhere and that's what you that's what everyone's excited about yeah. Woo, i'm in college no more parents yeah. i'm gonna drink da 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 and then you sleep know sleep late i'm gonna eat whatever i want yeah. i'm not gonna do this and that but to hey, take care of myself yeah. we've all Ooh. been there i mean we've all yeah. gone to college i mean when i say we've all I, i'm sounding very old here i'm only 30 okay <laughs> <laughs> but um i mean we've all been there we've, we've all, all been excited it's, not just, it's the transition from 18 to like 21 year yeah. old self and then getting that freedom no matter where you go if it's college oh, yeah. or moving out or living your life like you're now surrounded by these simulations yeah that can affect your pcos for sure so anyways i wanted to mention that because it this is why it's so hard to lose weight because everyone else is doing all of this and f- and they're fine it seems mm-hmm. 
you know, and maybe they won't be fine if they continue doing this till they're 30, 35 and their metabolism, you know, kicks in. But how come we can't do it at like 21? You know, like yeah. how come I can't handle it the way everyone else is handling it? Yeah, you may be thinking you like... You may be thinking. Yeah, like you may be thinking like, how come I'm getting all this weight while all these people are eating, they're drinking way more than me, but they're not gaining weight. You know, yeah. you may be asking your questions this and it really... Uh, yeah, it and really, eating salad all day, you know? Yeah, yeah, and it just comes down to like PCOS itself, you know, the right. insulin beast, just the... the, the Metabolic the, dysfunction. Yeah understanding yeah. what's happening mm -hmm. so let's let's yeah. break it down like so let's break down we're gonna have we're gonna talk about the four pillars the four pillars four reasons why it can be hard to lose weight and what you can do for each thing to kind of you know reverse those um those difficulties okay so the first one is to realize that pcos puts you in survival mode mm -hmm. so by that i mean you're circadian rhythm is off you are awake when you feel like you should be asleep and asleep when you should be awake and it's just stressful on your body and yeah. when you're stressed your hormones aren't being produced in the quantities that they need to be yeah. produced for you to ovulate and have your period and all of these things and so pcos symptoms start to manifest and so you don't want to lose weight because you're trying to survive, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. So all of these things that may seem normal to someone else are stressful to our bodies, yeah. like all this alcohol, whatever, like intense sports, this, that, yeah. everything we mentioned. And it, and it further drives our survival mode and we just latch onto that weight. Yeah, it's putting your body into like a, the famine mode, the survival yeah. mode. And what we mean like to kind of explain that for a moment is imagine back in the day, you know, our ancestors when they were living in you know, small tribes and things of that nature, and they didn't have enough food or they didn't have enough resources to basically survive. So their bodies, you know, basically their bodies weren't getting, getting enough nutrition. And therefore, as a result, their bodies were in survival mode, you know, lowering their metabolism, increasing stress hormones. Basically, your immune system is on standby. But obviously, these are not all good things, you know. Um, it, it may help your immune system be stronger for a moment, but when you're constantly in this mode, it just adds more and more stress to your overall body. So, uh, and now when you're in that stressful mode, and now if you're doing things like cutting calories, or if you're introducing, you know, too much alcohol, mm -hmm. or if you're playing intense sports, raising cortisol levels, it's only going to make it worse. Like your cortisol levels are already high because you're in that famine mode. You're already, your metabolism is already lower than where it should be because your body is in that survival mode. Yeah. And now when you're introducing all these other stressful factors, it's only making it worse. When you're cutting calories, it, your body is already going to, uh, is already um, in that stressful mode, so it's just going to lower the metabolism even more. So all these things just add on to that survival mode that your body is in. And it's a mess. Yeah. So related to this, um, well, uh, let's kind of like talk about though for this one reason, like how to kind of like mitigate this, how to reduce the impact that all these things have on your PCOS and the survival question. mode that you're in. And we give a lot of tips on this. Sorry, before we move on from this. Yeah. We give a lot of tips on how to reduce stress and how to live a better life with PCOS and so on. But it's really up to you to take a good look at your life and the picture and see what is actually triggering the stress. Like you sometimes we're in denial of it. Like, mm -hmm. no, no, no. These workouts are fine. I feel really good. But like 
do you feel good afterwards? Yeah. Is your symptoms flaring up? Yeah. Are you gaining weight? Like mm-hmm. really take a look, you know, and sometimes we can, we are high functioning stress people, people yeah. with stress. Yeah. For example, me, like I won't realize I'm in like a stress if I'm constantly. Yeah. My, and then a week later, I'll be like, wow, I don't feel good. What's happening? Maybe I just like took it too far, you know? Sure. Yeah. So sometimes we can be in denial of it to survive For the sure. stress, right? Yeah. It happens to me. Like, I get so used to the stress. That's what I'm used to working with. You know, if I don't have stress, then I feel like I'm not doing it. Right. <laughs> but we just had this talk the other day, me and Talia, about how, like, I'm just always on stressful mode. And if I'm not, I feel like I'm not doing enough. And I'm starting to realize, hey, I don't have to be stressed all the time to feel like I'm doing enough. And that, sisters, <laughs> is therapy 101. <laughs> get rid of those to get rid of those ha- habits, to get rid of those feelings. It takes years and years of work. <laughs> But yeah, that's why I go to therapy, just to get rid of all these things that I have within me to, you know, anyways, so. Hey sisters, today we are launching our four-week meal prep and workout course with exclusive bonuses. This is a four-week plan with step-by-step video tutorials to show you exactly how to make gluten and dairy-free meals and do PCOS-friendly workouts. And only until May 16th, you'll receive access to our exclusive bonuses, including our four-week challenge where we will be doing live cook-alongs and live workouts. Not to mention, you'll also get one month free in the sisterhood. We're also selecting 20 sisters who have enrolled to win a three-month supply of Avacitol. That's right, we're giving away 20 three-month supplies of Avacitol. We'll be selecting winners throughout this week. Head over to the link in the description to join us or go to pcosweightloss.org forward slash programs. See you there. So the second reason, the second pillar of why it can be so hard to lose weight with PCOS is yo-yo dieting. So what is yo-yo dieting? Um, basically, like b- switching your lifestyle, your diet radically from one thing to another to try to find the best thing that's for your body. So, for example, maybe you're um, you have you you cut down your calories to 500 calories a day or a thousand calories a day, and then you're like, this is too little. Then you go to 1500. Now then, you're in survival mode. Yeah. At 1500 calories from 500, and you're gonna store all of them instead of burn it up because it, yeah. you're breaking your metabolism. Exactly. So what we were talking about earlier, uh, how you're in a famine mode, you're in survival mode, so your body is already protecting itself. Like your body realizes that you don't have enough food, so it's lowering the metabolism. So now when you cut down the calories, you're even making it worse. Now the body's like, hell no, we're not burning anything. We're gonna hold on to these calories. We're gonna store them as fat. And we're gonna make sure that we survive. Exactly. And if you're like holding on to the calorie, um, like a lot of people hold on to the calorie equation, equation yeah. calories in, calories out, blah blah blah. But a lot of these people it's they don't think about PCOS metabolism. women and insulin resistance yeah. and metabolism, like. It's so, so annoying. It. And sometimes people are judgmental too. Like when they see someone overweight or like really struggling, they'll be like, how did they let themselves get like that? And I'm like, you have to understand like genetics, metabolism, yeah. lifestyle. It's not straightforward. Absolutely. Like calories in, calories out the way they yeah. teach you if in it, Google, yeah. you know? If it was calories in, calories out, like why isn't it so easy to lose weight then? Like there's yeah. so many people struggling to lose weight, especially women with PCOS. Yeah. There's so many people in the world struggling to lose weight because of underlying issues, you know, other than PCOS. And yet people are still holding on to calories in, calories out. Like our bodies are not 
like robots. We're right. so much more complicated than that. We have organs. We have、Hormones. all these things that work in conjunction. Genetics. Yeah. I have so much to say about this. Yeah. If I could go into Google and erase everything that says cut calories,、yeah. I would. So when it comes to this like reason, when it comes to yo-yo dieting, you just want to avoid restricting yourself or finding a diet. That basically restricts your calories, and like for example, that's something that restricts your carbs、um, too much. Like keto is a very low carb diet, and while it can have immediate results for those with insulin resistance, long term it's not the most sustainable approach. Because、mm-hmm. imagine having less than thirty grams of carbs for the rest of your life. You know, just imagine that. Like that doesn't seem. Sustainable.、Right. It doesn't seem like a diet that you would enjoy for the rest of your life.、Right. It, does, it doesn't seem like something that you'd be happy with. So some again, people maybe, but yeah, very I mean, few. Yeah, like if you do, then that's great. But like I guarantee, your life. like 80% listening right now are like, I don't want to do that for the rest of my life.、Right. You know, right. So like that's why you want to find a sustainable diet or lifestyle. Like that's why we look at gluten、mm-hmm. and dairy free as a lifestyle, not a diet, because you can still have. Almost everything that you had before, you can have you a burger. You just learn how to adapt. Yeah,、right. exactly. You just learn learn how to adapt your carbs, carb levels. You learn how to adapt your protein levels, and you just cutting out the gluten, dairy, cutting out the inflammation. You're cutting out the insulin triggers. All these things that are the underlying reasons, and not focusing on how many calories. Amen. A to the men. Okay. Well, what about <clears throat> what's next, babe? What's the next pillar? <coughs> My next. Sorry. The next pillar is, so, I mean, I don't know what to like title this pillar, but basically the idea is that when you've been at a certain weight for a long time,、mm-hmm. it's hard to get your body to lose weight. You're kind of at this like set point, or perhaps it's genetics, or you know, you've you've always been like、um, a specific percentage overweight, you know, your whole life. Like weight loss can be complicated and. And you're kind of like fighting this natural weight that your body wants to be, and that's not because、um, that's not something that you can't reverse. You can by improving your metabolic function, not by cutting calories like we've mentioned. So、yeah. I I want to mention this as well. So sometimes you know it's really challenging to lose weight when you've been a little bit overweight from day one. Maybe. Maybe that's the way your body was built for whatever reason. I don't know what to blame, right? But that doesn't mean that if you practice these great lifestyle changes like fasting, gluten and dairy free. I mean, fasting for twelve hours. I'm not being like crazy here. <laughs> It's like twelve hour fast. You know, making sure you're not grazing throughout the day, spiking your insulin several times.、Mm-hmm. You know, going gluten and dairy free to manage inflammation. If you do these things, you can counter that genetic predisposition to,、yeah. you know, be overweight. So, the point is to figure out what will help your metabolism instead of being super, super restrictive and just being like, "Well, I just don't burn calories." You can change your metabolism. Yeah, yeah. So, another example is like when you, I, I heard about this. I thought it was a great example when the thermostat is at seventy-five、mm-hmm. degrees Fahrenheit in、mm-hmm. the Apartment. Okay, we always turn to seventy-five. I notice that when you lower it to like seventy-two or seventy-three, I get chills. Yeah, and it's not because that's cold. It's just that I was used to being at seventy-five. Yeah, all day. You were there all day at seventy-five, so you're just like your body's just right comfortable in、mm-hmm. that range. Exactly, and then it goes to seventy-two, seventy-three, and now I'm cold.、Mm-hmm. So this is the same example. Your body is comfortable where it's at, and it's uncomfortable when you start to lose weight. So you have to. 
implement lifestyle things to keep it there to to make yourself comfortable there to improve yeah. your metabolism so you stay there and you're not fluctuating all the time yeah so that's yeah. my point this is a great example too because like like talian said we'll turn the heater on in the morning <laughs> and then like it'll be on till like one o'clock even though it's like warm outside but we don't realize it right and then we go outside we go outside it's it feels like almost the same at first then we go on a walk and we come back oh, inside the house and we're like oh my god it's so hot in this so house funny. and it just goes to show you we just left the house went to go on a walk for like 20 minutes our bodies got accustomed right. to the temperature outside we warmed up then we get back inside and now we're hot turn it off it's exactly how like it's making your body get uncomfortable at first and then slowly have it adjust to it it's like getting in a a pool getting in a cold oh, yeah, pool yeah. you know at first you get in the cold jumping pool jumping in the ocean yeah yeah like it's so cold at first especially for me i am such a wuss when it comes to going in cold Which temperatures was another reason why the whale watching was so funny like yeah. the cold water slapping him the wind and he yeah. was like dying so imagine like when you're going in the pool how cold it is at first and then like 10 15 minutes in you don't even feel the cold you know it feels like just whatever so it's like a similar thing with changing your metabolism changing your insulin resistance healing these things it takes time. It's not comfortable at first. You know, if, if it was easy and comfortable, like, ev like almost everyone can do it. But there's a reason why it's difficult to do this with PCOS for a lot of women is that it just takes time to you know reverse these things. So I think that's a great example, babe, that yeah. you made. And I, I, and I love this reason that you put in here. Yeah. I mean, it's just it goes to show how hard it can be. Yeah. You know, what's the next one, babe? Okay, uh, the last pillar that we're going to talk about is having an expectation of weight loss that isn't in line with reality. Reality. And that is, this is a great thing because there's two things that I feel people do the most, uh, like the biggest mistakes with, with uh, PCOS weight loss is one, they'll have unrealistic goals to start with. We're like, oh, I'm going to lose, I don't know, uh, 10 pounds in the next two weeks, you know, or, or even... Uh, the second mistake I see is comparing themselves to somebody else, being like, "Oh, um, so and so lost 15 pounds. I'm gonna be able. To, I'm gonna do it just like them." And and you know whatever. And mm -hmm. like these are two big mistakes because one, you know, losing uh, 20 pounds in two weeks, that's not normal. That's like putting a lot of stress on your body. Your body wasn't made to lose 20 pounds in two weeks or however much you want. Like it, your body will recognize that as like holy shit we're, we're under stress we're losing weight too much too fast like you want to have sustainable changes that you can carry on over like if you lose 20 pounds in two weeks that's a radical change that's very hard to keep to for sustainable for a long for a long period you know and you, you want to no, no oh sorry I thought you right. no. and then like um and then like when it comes to comparing yourself to friends like of course, we all want to be like our friends. We want to be as successful as our, you know, partners and other people. But you have to understand that we're all made up differently. Like biologically, we're all made up different genetically. Like when you compare yourself to another woman who doesn't have PCOS, who doesn't have the metabolic uh, metabolic dysfunction that you may have or the insulin resistance, it's not fair for you to compare yourself. You're basically, mm -hmm. you know, uh, you're you're dis you're at a disadvantage. So when you compare yourself to that person. You're only making it harder on yourself. Not to mention the body fluctuates between 10 pounds, typically, like without even trying mm -hmm. or or maybe a little more like five to 10 pounds a person gains or loses, you know, yeah. throughout their period of time, a period of time. So, for example, um, 
I just want to mention this example because it came up the other day. I was talking about the wed- the outfit I wore to my sister's wedding, which was two years ago. Oh my gosh, time flies. So it was two years ago and I was like snatched, okay? Like really focused. You're still snatched. I know, I know. But oh, yeah. I, no, like I feel fine, whatever. Like I feel comfortable in my body. Yeah. But back then, like I was really focused, right? Like I really wanted to fit in this outfit that I bought. <laughs> um, and now a wedding's coming up and I'm like, oh, I wonder if I fit in this dress still. But I don't think so. It's like a really narrow like skirt with a bodysuit. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I personally because of my experience with PCOS and like body image and all of these things that I have gone through, I think now I'm like really matured in this um, subject and I'm not like upset that I don't fit in this dress mm. right now. Mm. Like mm. I I think I'm like five, 10 pounds heavier than um, went two years ago when I was like super snatched at like my lowest weight ready for my sister's wedding. Okay. And I don't, I don't think that that's a bad thing. And I know no. that that's not a bad thing because I'm a yeah. dietitian and I know that people, people's weight fluctuate Absolutely. a little bit. Yeah. So you can't like, it's not like I gained a bunch of weight where it's concerning and something's wrong yeah. with my metabolism. Yeah. It's just that like back then that was my main focus right now. You know, my main focus is to be healthy and stay within a healthy weight. Yeah. And that's pretty, you know, I don't yeah. have like a dress I'm trying to fit in here. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, I mean, it's a great point. Like people fluctuate all the time. Like yeah. You wake up in the morning and you go to sleep at night. They can literally be a five to 10 pound difference from the moment you it's wake so up true. to the evening because of like bowel movements, what water. you're eating throughout the day, mm-hmm. um, inflammation, water retention throughout the day. Uh, if you're when having... you work out, you retain water more yeah, in your muscles. Exactly. There's like a lot of reasons. So you, you never want to look day to day. What we always love to do is look month to month because that's when you're going to notice differences. Yeah. And that's what you should look at month to month, not day to day. Even week to week can be hard. So, mm-hmm. I mean... And uh, there was like a, a, we had a great example of um, Talia's sister. She did a weight training boot camp and she did it because a lot of of her friends were doing it and they were losing weight. And if you guys don't know, Talia's sister, she also has PCOS and she even got off of birth control very recently. Mm-hmm. But basically... This was way before this boot yeah, camp thing. Yeah. And it was basically like a competition. They had weekly weigh-ins and her weight loss, it wasn't consistent um, even though she was following it week to week. And you know, unfortunately, she didn't win that competition. It doesn't matter. You don't have to win the Who competition. Cares? Yeah, it doesn't matter. I but, was like trying to tell her. I was like, yeah. you're not these people. Like, I don't think you should be working out like crazy at this boot camp. And they had a diet that went with the boot camp mm-hmm. too. So like mm-hmm. like low calorie, like weird restrictions. Yeah. I'm like, I don't think this is for you. Like, this is really not. Yeah. PCOS friendly and yeah. she didn't end up losing the goal weight. I mean, she lost some weight, but like, I don't know. It was just, uh, I mean, it was a learning experience for her and I've been through like learning experiences, of course, with PCOS too. So I'm not trying to like call her out, but I'm just saying this is not something that all women with PCOS will succeed at and don't feel bad about it just because other people did. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So um, just to okay. summarize everything, I think uh, it's very important to remember that it's a process and to stop blaming yourself. You know, don't blame yourself for why it's so difficult. Instead, try to understand the reasons mm-hmm. why it's so difficult. And you can. And another great tip is to take some good stuff out of the experience, like, right. out of the bad experiences that you've had. Don't look at them as that was a bad experience. I'm not going to learn anything from it. Yeah. Like what my sister went through. It's like 
don't feel so bad about it. Like you learned something yeah. and now you you can do something different. Yeah, like for her, like Talia's sister, Arlene, uh, she learned how to do the weight training in those classes. Yeah. And later on, she can use what she learned from the weight training, modify them, for example, to do slow weight workouts instead yeah. and make that work for you instead. Mm -hmm. So and I think we talked about like workouts a lot on this episode. So if you're looking for workouts and, and um, PCOS friendly workouts, we have the Sisterhood, our membership program. So if you want to join, it's at PCOSweightloss.org, PCOSweightloss.org. You get a three-day free trial and it basically will give you monthly um, workouts that changes every month. So if you're looking for workouts with directions, with how to do those workouts and much more, just feel free to... Um, join the sisterhood we also have a lot more than that we have a whole recipe section that's gluten dairy free and we have our uh, facebook private group we even have um, a whole five stage success path for you to go through each stage learn how to find your pcos type learn how to um, find your carb tolerance mm -hmm. and learn how to go gluten dairy free as well as learn how to work out so it's a great resource for any sister who, who is having difficulty yeah. losing weight as well as any sister who is difficulty losing uh, sorry difficulty managing her symptoms there's honestly so many like boot camps and things out there to help women lose weight and i have yet to see one that was designed for women with pcos mm -hmm. and I mean, not that sisterhood is a boot camp, but it is definitely like a place where you'll find resources catered to yeah. your metabolic health and what's going on with you with PCOS. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, mm -hmm. Now we're not done. We're going to move on to the DMs. And we actually asked you, sisters, we asked what environmental factors played into your PCOS weight gain? So great question. And we had a bunch of responses. Uh, if you're wondering where this question is on, it's on our um, Instagram account, PCOS.WeightLoss, as well as a sister and her mister. So, Ty, why don't you read off some of these responses? Yeah. Lip23 says grad school. First of all, this is LJB23. Oh, sorry. I didn't see the J. Mm -hmm. LeBron James. Oh, wait, no. That's LBJ. What? That's LBJ, actually. <laughs> okay. So, Kate she says grad school. Yeah. And Caitlin, uh, 2418, says going off to college. Mm. Yeah. Again, we talked about those yeah. two things factors being such big that factors. Just throw us off. Yeah. Uh, next one is always look up at the always look up the stars. She says four years plus working second shift in a hospital. Ooh. Yeah, that can be tough. Those working night shifts. A lot, yeah. Yeah. Not, night shifts can have a big impact on on your health, and yeah, and it's a second shift too. Mm -hmm. Miglet says becoming a parent. Oh, Ooh. I can't even imagine. Yeah. The stress. Yeah, we'll be there. We'll be there sometime soon, I guess. <laughs> Mary Rose says college and stressful live events like moving states. Oh, yeah. That's moving, Yeah, moving in general is like pretty crazy, but mm -hmm. college as well. We're actually thinking of moving overseas, sisters. So we're actually a little bit stressed recently. <laughs> actually, I'm making an Excel spreadsheet and I will update yeah. you all on it in one of our next episodes. Yeah. That's right. We're going to move overseas. Not forever. For a year. For like a year or so and then come back after that. Uh, we'll give you guys more details about that later on. Mm -hmm. But All right. Uh, next next one is from Miss Nick. She says, having to be quarantined and stuck at home. Yeah. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah. Haley Fumar says. Well, just, sorry. Oh, just, sorry. <laughs> just to touch on that, 
it make like being quarantined at home it just makes it harder to develop those like workout yeah. um uh habits yeah just to develop you know get like those different to things to focus on so yeah i totally understand i totally get it we, we had this Quarantine problem had its highs and lows yeah um Haley fumara says first corporate nine to five job after college yeah Haley, i feel you on this corporate job i i had a corporate job for 10 years and there it's like just gotta go in at a certain time leave at a certain time it's just like you know it's always like doing this and like, there's always more and more on your plate it seems so yeah totally get it mariam sahar says toxic job that'll do it yeah working if, late and being yeah. unappreciated i know this is like no. very easy for me to say but if you can get out of that toxic job and find a different job like um just know that you can it's do not it. Worth it. Know that you're not stuck to that job. That job doesn't define who you are. Life is Although, short. Although at the same time, I understand it's super hard to just switch jobs, especially now. So of course, like find something else before you do that. But just keep in mind that you're not stuck to that job, and you can make, um, you can find another one. Um, just take your time doing so. Yeah, anything's possible. Rn Bootville says toxic relationships, Ooh. stressful job, stressful life decisions, poor nutrition. Yeah. It sounds like a difficult time in your life. And yeah. I know that you will get through it. Mm -hmm. And this is probably something for a lot of sisters, right? Like everyone, a lot of sisters are going through different Anything. life changes, yeah. school, work, you know, children. Relationships. So these are children. all going to happen to you. You're going to, you're going to be in toxic relationships with friends, with your partners. There's going to be stressful jobs, life decisions. And poor nutrition, there's going to be days where you are you have to succumb to poor nutrition because there's no other options or something like that. So yeah. uh, in the case of RM Budaville, we totally understand and just trying to go at these things one at a time instead of like combining and like trying to attack everything in one day. You know, instead of doing that, just try to go one day at a time, you know, start with maybe nutrition, start with your uh, the toxic relationships and see what you can do about them, things of that nature, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, we're totally with you here, and yeah. Yeah. All right. So, um, before we go, we have two more things. First, we're going to um, play a message from the PCOS hotline. If you're new and you don't know about the PCOS hotline, we have a phone number that you can call or leave a text message. And what you can do is either leave a, leave a testimonial of how we've helped you or um, ask us your question that we'll play on this podcast. So, Today's question is right here, right now. Hi, my name is Eliza, and I had a question about rice and rice flour and corn and corn flour. So basically, a lot of the research that I was doing about inflammatory diets and eating gluten and dairy-free says that um, corn and rice can have a similar effect on your health that gluten and dairy can and a lot of gluten and dairy free um, options then use uh, rice flour and corn flour in place of traditional wheat and that can cause a problem in um, just inflammation and so on so i wanted to ask if that in fact is true for pcos patients and um, if that is something that should be eaten in moderation or just avoided overall thank you Great question. And I I've, yeah. believe we've had Eliza before on our hotline. Mm -hmm. I, I oh. remember her voice as well as her name. She's asked uh, another question before. But thank you for uh, sending us your voicemail. What do you think, babe, about um, using these flowers and these different options? Yeah, I have so much to say about. So first of all, when it comes to um, 
eliminating foods other than gluten and dairy. I don't um, stress it a lot on Instagram because it's already something, it's already, you know, difficult to cut out gluten and dairy. So now I don't want to add in like all of the other things. You can deep dive further after you cut out gluten and dairy, see if it works for you or it doesn't work for you. You can cut out the rice, corn, see if that works for you. Eggs, sometimes people are sensitive to them. So everyone's different, but we mainly focus on gluten and dairy because there are some studies that show that how that contributes to inflammation, insulin resistance, um, you know, high stress, high cortisol, things like this. So with that being said, yes, corn, rice, they are you know, sprayed with pesticides, grown on like huge crops, like massive um, crops. They are genetically modified so many things so that we can produce enough for the entire country and world, if you will. Um, So definitely, definitely could be an inflammatory food. And whenever we make flour out of things like rice, corn, um, that are higher in carb and sugar, it's it's actually, it could be bad for your blood sugar. So even when you're, even if like the cracker you're eating is gluten-free, if it's made from rice flour, it could still have a profound effect on your blood sugar because the rice is broken down and it's easily absorbable into your bloodstream and it can affect your blood sugar more strongly because of the way, you know, because it's turned into a flour. And the same with wheat, you know, but uh, basically keeping that in mind when you swap out gluten-free foods, that just because it's a gluten-free cracker doesn't mean it's not going to have an impact on your blood sugar. Mm -hmm. Yes, maybe it won't be as inflammatory for you if you're sensitive to gluten, but at the same time, that doesn't mean you can just eat however much you want and your blood sugar is going to be fine. You still have to pair it with uh, healthy fat, almond butter, something, you know, something to help maintain blood sugar control when you absorb it into your bloodstream so it's mm-hmm. absorbed slower and you're not just eating rice flour absolutely love it yeah thank you babe great explanation oh all right and not to mention too like a lot of the gluten dairy-free like even like you're talking about crackers a lot of these like processed foods you just mm-hmm. want to be like we, we uh, be aware this, of yeah like in yeah. the sisterhood when we talk about going gluten dairy-free we talk about like trying to avoid the processed foods as much as possible and you want to focus more on naturally occurring gluten dairy-free foods and there are so many of it like sweet potatoes potatoes like rice uh corn as well they're just like some of the like the staples that you see out in the world majority of them are all gluten dairy-free to start out with so i mean yeah i mean quinoa exactly exactly that's yeah. all I'm gonna say. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm giving very simple examples yeah. like corn and rice. I know we're talking about not having oh, a bunch of corn and rice, but it just goes to show like how many of these very popular common foods that we have are all gluten dairy free to start out with. Right, exactly. Yeah. And in the sisterhood, I don't put recipes that use a lot of processed specialty gluten yeah. dairy free items. One because you know sometimes it's hard to find, and two because that's not the ideal food to replace. Yeah your gluten and dairy with you know like fake cheese with a bunch of dyes in it or like gluten-free crackers that can also be high in carbs it's like you know what's the difference at that point if you're just going to eat a bunch of processed gluten free foods true you know all right so let's get down to the uh wins to the wins yes so 
These are uh, fellow sisters who are managing their PCOS, losing weight, and basically getting back control of their bodies. Yes. So great stuff here. These two uh, messages are from the Sisterhood, mm -hmm. our membership program. And the first one is from Madison. She says, wanted to celebrate a small win. I'm currently studying engineering in university. Ooh, shout out to fellow engineer. And Canadian students receive a ring at the end of their studies that serves as a reminder of their responsibilities during their career ahead. I got my ring sized at the beginning of my PCOS journey, and it was a 5.5. But in the last two years, my ring size has become a 4.5. The small wins mean just as much as the ones on the scale. Absolutely, Matt. I love that positive love message it. at the end. And what a crazy thing. Like, when she first started the school, she was a 5.5. And then when she got her ring at a all at the size. end for two years, 4.5. Amazing. That is great. Great job, Madison. And very happy with your progress and, you know, um, feeling great about your PCOS. So, great so job. exciting. The next win is from Nilufar Shaki Bey from the Sisterhood. And she says, hi, sisters. I'm so happy to share that I am 20 pounds down since I started going 100% gluten and dairy free. I started two months ago while feeling so bad and frustrated about my PCOS and hypothyroidism. I never thought I can lose weight with my underactive thyroid as everyone's saying telling me it is almost impossible. I still have so much weight to lose, but this is a great motivation for me to continue. Another great point about this lifestyle change is that I didn't experience migraines and extreme fatigue after my period as I used to. I am happy, energetic, and much less bloated. Ovastol helped me so much with sugar cravings. Never thought I can quit on sweets until I took it. Girl, this is a huge accomplishment for me. Hopefully, I can lose more pounds soon. Thank you so much, Talin and Sirak. I'm happy I got to know you and the sisterhood. Ooh, How amazing. You look far. Amazing. This Great is job. what I'm talking yeah, about, losing girl. 20, losing 20 pounds, going gluten dairy-free. And you know, like we, so we talked about the difficulties of losing weight today on the podcast. The yes. four pillars. Yes. And you know... She said she started, she started two months ago feeling so bad and frustrated. Mm -hmm. And in two months, she was able to make these changes. And I, and I really believe it's because she took her time. She found the underlying issues. She found the workouts that worked for her. Mm -hmm. And listening to her body. So great job, Nilufar. Like all the, all the credit goes to you in making these changes. And we couldn't be happier. Claps for you, girlfriend. Yes. So... Uh, if you'd like to join us in the sisterhood, please feel free to go go to PCOSweightloss.org. You'll find it there. And, you know, we'll, we're always happy to chat with you on the Facebook group as well to answer any of your questions anytime you have them. But, yeah. This was so fun, sisters. This was very, very fun. Thanks uh, so much for chatting with yes. us. Yes. So, <laughs> and also, make sure to follow, subscribe to the podcast. Um, we're always um re releasing an episode every monday but if you subscribe you'll you'll be notified immediately when we uh, release the episode that's right that is right so what's going on the rest of the day baby? well um i'm gonna make a post for the podcast for the previous podcast and um, do you want to know the details of my agenda <laughs> what i have planned Why not? i'm gonna go on a walk i'm gonna work out Put it in my mind this weekend. Yeah. Four workouts this week, Tali. And I job. said to myself, Great job. today is the fourth workout. My sister's doing it with me. I'm really hopped up on this 
goal setting mission. Yeah, and after today, you get like a three day rest. Yes, I do, great. and I'm probably gonna go on walks yeah. on my rest days. Yeah. So I feel really good. I agree. Let's, and I'm let's taking go on a walk right now. After dinner every night this week to improve my metabolism and just nice. I don't know. I'm in the mood. Great job. Because ever since we started planning this um, trip trip uh-huh. to travel, work and travel, I'm just like, oh my god. I need to be in great shape, my metabolism, you're in my great health. Shape, I know. I know what you're saying. You, but like, want, you want to improve. I, I get you. Sometimes I get inconsistent with the workouts. That's all. Everything yeah. else, I have it down. <laughs> it takes time. Okay. It's enough all babbling. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if the sisters like it when we babble about nothing, when it's not about PCO, we're just babbling about our lives. But Let us know. Yeah, DM we hope, us. Yeah, we hope you find it entertaining. It's just, you know, we're people too. <laughs> Talk about life. But anyways, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode. Until then, follow us on Instagram for more PCOS daily tips every day. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to come check out The Sisterhood. It's my monthly membership site where sisters just like you are learning how to move through the stages of PCOS. From stage one, cold and alone at the doctor's office, to stage five, nailing the PCOS lifestyle, gluten and dairy free. Get ready to finally feel in control of your body again.